No, I like fiddling with it constantly. <laughs> Reminds me of my lovely wife, who I'm my love. See how not macho that is? I can express my love openly. I love you guys, too. You're gay for saying Oh, that, that is so gay, Hawkins. <laughs> that is the gayest thing I've ever heard. My pectorals are sore from listening to that. They're probably just sore from sitting. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hi everyone and welcome to Good, Bad, or a Bullshit, the podcast where three guys discuss topics that matter by providing opinions that do not. Um, who do we have with us today? Let me see. Let me look at the chart here. We have, oh, this guy's interesting. Bo Schwartz from Ottawa, Ontario. How are you doing there, Bo? Hello, Croft and Steers and our Good, Bad, or Bullshit listeners. Hi. That is quite the that's quite the entrance <laughs> there, uh, Bo Schwartz. Um, but you may you might be outdone because I see here special <laughs> guest today. We have all the way from Ottawa, Ontario, Michael Hodgins. Well, I won't be a, I won't outdo Bo. Remember, Crofton, you had your cranky detector on. And I, I'm cranky. This <laughs> so oh, that's right. That was a little pre thing. Uh, yeah, well, I'm Crofton steers, by the way, and I, I I bring my cranky stick detector with me all the time. It's like <laughs> one of those sticks. Is, is that, that what Jesse calls it? Oh my god! Oh jeez! Oh, cranky boy, stick. Take it into the toilet. Hey, uh, Mike. I want to say uh, I want to say hi to Mom, who's in the chat room right now. She says she thinks you should start campaigning to be prime minister. You've got your first supporter. Prime Minister? Mom. Yeah. Oh, but I'd have to cut my hair and get a sweater vest. No, no, something. do it that way, man. Be an iconoclast. Be different. Mm. Justin Trudeau's hair is not that short, is it? Come on, democracy doesn't work. We know it. Plus, he's, yeah. <laughs> I used to work with this guy who thought I looked like Justin Trudeau. He was like, you look like Justin Trudeau. And uh, I was like, yeah, he must be handsome, right? And he was like, not really. Man. <laughs> the ladies like him. Uh so how are you guys doing today? I guess I'm sort of hosting things. I got to kind of keep you uh, under control a little bit here. Host so, uh, most. I'm doing yeah, good. I'm ready to debate a topic. All right. And uh, how are you doing, I, Mr. Me? Host? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm. Uh, thank you for asking, Michael. That's very nice. Uh, I'm on uh, vacation this week, actually. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I'm sort of like I was really busy at work, and there's been a lot going on in my life, so I haven't really planned it out super well. Uh, so I'm kind of trying flying by the seat of my pants. It's not a staycation. I'm getting out of town a bit. We might stay at a fancy hotel out of town. Might head up to Montreal, but uh, I managed to squeeze this podcast in because you guys are important to me. Yeah, well, Crofton's picture is found next to the word "dedicated" in the dictionary. So you know that's why we love having you. And a little public true. public service announcement is vacations brought to you by labor unions, which we just <laughs> talked about on our last show. That's true. <laughs> Enjoy labor your vacation. Unions, we probably probably would not. You lazy uh, unionized worker with your vacation. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention last uh, on the last episode that um, on my performance reviews, the chief criticism I got was that I wouldn't take my vacations. How about that? See, you're ruining it for the rest of us. Terrible. I'll take my damn vacation. That's horrible. It is horrible. I'm judge. Well, I'm on vacation now. Woo, Forever. Bitches. Unemployed's not vacation. Yeah, you're just not contributing so anything to society. Then he went on permanent vacation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all Michael, right. whip out the old machine. It's always out. It's too big to go away. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see. 
thought you were going to say it is cryptic. Uh, my mom says you should keep the hair in the sweater. My, oh, uh. <coughs> uh, um, the topic today is divorce. Ooh. <laughs> Why is it that way? I don't Why? know. I just felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Because this, oh, my mom's listening live, first of all. And um, also, you guys are both like, you guys are like in that happy stage of probably marriage, I assume. I haven't been married, so I don't know. And I'm like, I kind of like, I'm thinking you guys are going to get in some big trouble with your spouses on this one, maybe? I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like it's pretty simple. You don't get along with someone that you're married to. Maybe you should divorce them. I think <laughs> and we're like, done. Makes sense. I do get along with my wife and hope to for a very long time. All right. But the thing about, and I, I feel almost like, I know in a previous episode, we talked about stuff that was pretty close to this, if not exactly the same. Um, but when we're talking about something like divorce, it's it's actually a it's actually you cannot talk about it without talking about what you're divorcing yourself out of, right? Which is marriage. So you've got marriage, you got divorce. Are the two sides of the same same coin? How you feel about one is going to affect how you feel about the other. For instance, you could. Just I know people who think marriage is just a giant waste of time. You spend either you spend time with someone or you live with someone, common law and all that sort of stuff, um, because you want to. You don't need to get married, and therefore there's they might not support divorce because they think it's it not necessary in the first place because the the marriage part wasn't necessary, right? So, or you might be really religious and you might be like. It's till death do us part, and therefore I do not support divorce in any circumstance. You know, uh, you made your choice, and 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 that's it. So I can see lots of reasons why people would choose not to support divorce. It it, it is interesting because we had a topic not that long ago, which was feminism, and I think that divorce is kind of related to f- to feminism because I mean, let's face it, at one point marriage was literally an exchange of property. Uh, actually, I get a little anecdote here. Uh, I went on after I got married. Did I tell this story already? Oh, whatever. I'm just going to say it. So I went. <laughs> Refresher. I went, uh, I went on uh, honeymoon to Indonesia. Actually, we did a few shows when I was in Indonesia. You guys True. With the horses walking by. I was weird. Snake attacked you? Yeah. That was weird. Anyways, we had went to. Um, we got invited to an Indonesian wedding. And. Uh, and at the wedding, I remember it was really strange. It was like it was like out, it was outdoors, and it was this cordoned off area. And on one side, all the men sit, sit, and on the other side, all the women sit. And I remember being confused because I didn't speak, you know, Indonesian or whatever. Uh, but it was just you know a bunch of men talking or whatever. And then I figured out at one point, none did. And someone and one guy who spoke English told us the the woman wasn't even present at the wedding. She was like in some other building. It was literally because it was very old school. It's kind of Muslim, and I found Indonesia Indonesia to be a fairly tolerant place. But some of these traditions were still almost like the exchange of property. It was basically like the father and the groom got together and had a and had a discussion where he was like, "Do you want to take my daughter?" He's like, "Yes, I will take your daughter. She's somewhere else." And then they agree about this transaction, and then he goes and gets 
the woman. So I feel like div- divorce is kind of a, a, a feminist issue because there was a time when the woman was a possession of her husband and there was no right of divorce. It was just like, oh, you're married to some jerk who is, is a jerk or, or maybe uh, abuses you or something like that and you have no recourse. So at a very basic human rights level, divorce has to serve some good in those situations where marriage has gone way off the rails and is uh, – you know, an abusive or just emotionally abusive or just a bad situation. It's it's a rights issue too. Yeah, I think um, I think when you look at it from a very pragmatic perspective, uh, we I don't want to be so pompous as to say in our enlightened age, but in our enlightened age, um, we recognize that making promises like "I love you forever" and "We'll always be together." Or, you know, because that's more the arranged marriage that you mentioned, Mike, aside, I think in our culture, we like choose the ones that we want to fall in love with kind of and, you know, make promises for life. And so the concept of divorce provides an out. And from the pragmatic point of view, it's like, well, if it's not working anymore, fair play, then we both go our own ways. But um, I think uh, divorce is a little more complex in the sense that um Generally, when you are getting married or if you're in a common law relationship that's that has children that you've made like a pretty solid commitment, divorce has an effect on more than just the the two individuals. It also has an effect on the children that you're raising. So um, it becomes definitely a morally more complex uh, scenario. I think the easier scenarios are in abusive relationships. Like, was it Henry V that like would behead all of his wives or something in order to marry I, someone else? I was going to jump in actually with that because when Mike <laughs> was talking about the feminism stuff uh, and 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 talking about divorce related to feminism, I want to be like the guy who got divorce started was not for <laughs> feminist feminist reasons. Henry VIII uh, just wanted to divorce uh, your mar- body from your head. Yeah, marry uh, ladies left and right. Yeah, but uh, keep in mind uh, the woman's rights issue. It was him who wanted the divorces so that he could get other women. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and but more modernly, it's a woman's right issue. Back then, he was like, uh, "No, I know that's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying." I think there was a lot of other issues about Catholic control mm-hmm. and things. So, like- so, and and it was the birth of the Anglican religion. Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, it is funny, um, but no, I was just my point, Mike, was that you were referring to uh, divorce and tying it into feminism, and I just find, and I'm not saying that that's wrong to, now, but but when uh, it was first brought about, it was definitely the opposite of feminism in the sense that it was the king looking uh, who who you know put it into power so that he could. Uh, he could be with a sizable amount of ladies because you only slept with ladies, technically. Well, let, let, have you there. seen the Tudors, man? He slept with <laughs> lots of ladies. All right. <laughs> they weren't all his wife. It was more that who would be the rightful heir. Let, 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 me, let us put this to bed and say arranged marriage and divorce by murder are all pretty dumb, according to us. <laughs> Which is, you know, like all that stuff, because we've dealt with feminism. We're not really talking about marriage when we're talking about divorce. So let's just say that, I think for the purpose of our discussion going forward, if you both agree um, that we're talking about people who willingly enter into marriages and not so much arranged marriages or, yeah. or <laughs> murder by divorce. Um, so uh, I was subject to a divorce. My parents divorced when I was 18. And I remember them sitting 
me, my sister Amanda, and my brother Jake down at a table. And I remember the moment they told us. I still do. They're both like, we're getting a divorce. And immediately when the word divorce And it's your fault, Bo. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a sad memory. I don't... (laughs) It's not very nice. And and, and so... um, you know, my brother and sister, as soon as the word divorce came out like like that, like on cue, both started bawling their eyes out. And um, I was 18. My sister was probably 13 or something. And my brother was like eight or whatever. And, you know, I just left the house and I went out to be with my friends because I was frustrated by it, too. And it, it definitely was a really sad thing. I think that had an impact on our lives. Um, looking at it now, you know, I think um, I think you 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 divorce because things aren't working out. I think people, uh, for a number of reasons, change, grow different, or perhaps they made, perhaps the, it's not the decision their more mature selves would have made. My parents, when they were married, were, were teenagers. I can't imagine what that would be like to be married at, at 18 or 20. Um, you know, and it was my fault. I think, uh, that, you know, I was in the process of being born and that's why the marriage happened, which was awesome. So thanks parents. But, (laughs) um, you know, the idea being that uh, if people grow apart, it is good to, you know, I think the, I think it's just so naive to say, we're going to be committed together for life. I think it's a noble thing to do. I think it's a nice thing that people, people should do with each other. But I think that it's also naive to say that things might not change change right? people may change and you need to have that option and respect that that option is going to be there i i think you know another angle to, to no because i i agree with what you say and i've i said some things about the the value of divorce uh but i think there's also kind of talk we live in kind of a almost a disposable society and a very self-interested society one in which people are very consumed with now there's not a lot of long-term thinking you know we now have 10 careers in, in our lives instead of one and i think some people would say that marriage is just people who just don't want to give it any work you know they, they they're they're not in it for the long haul they're in it for short term gratification and once that buzz of romance wears off they're like i'm out of this marriage and that some people might say that you know you if you make a a commitment to someone that you should try to work it out i mean and, and if it doesn't work out yeah you have divorce but some people you know maybe uh, just as soon as things aren't perfect, they're like, "That's it, I'm out of here." And 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 that might be the counterpoint to to, to the one of of divorce being a good thing for when just things aren't working out. Maybe just haven't given it a good try and and tried to compromise because a relationship is a conversation. Um, it's not just always everything's perfect and that's it. You have you have to work on it. It it takes work. Right. So every relationship is different and throwing it into types might not be the most mature thing to do, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because uh, <laughs> Bo mentioned how things change. And his parents, they got divorced after many years of togetherness and, you know, things do change. And that's, that's a type of divorce. But then you have types of divorces, and these are the ones that we're often exposed to through the media with celebrities and stuff, where they get married and divorced the same year or the year after. Or if they made three years, wow, that's amazing, you know? And the the reality there is is less is less that they changed. And it's more that they really they were really hot and heavy and into each other at a certain period of time, and they recognized that the ramifications of getting married, because of the existence of divorce, the ease of divorce, 
that they really, you know what? It didn't, there was no, why wouldn't we get married? Like it's so easy to get divorced. So I guess when talking about divorce as opposed to marriage, do you guys think that the existence of divorce or the ease and prevalence of the divorce in our society means that people just take marriage, so give it so little import or take it, don't take it seriously due to the existence of divorce? Yes. Um, All you have to do is look at like celebrity culture. Like how many are like one year long marriages? If you can't make it one year in your marriage, like one year, I feel like, man, you did not give it good enough thought before you agreed to get married. You're just doing it because. I actually um, shared a link recently uh, to a Freakonomics podcast episode. That's a podcast about statistics. And they were actually saying that divorce is on the decline majorly. Um, people are waiting uh, a lot longer to get married, um, statistically speaking, than they have, say, in the in the sixties and seventies and eighties. Like we're like I'm thirty four. I've I've been in long term relationships. Haven't been married. You both were married in your thirties. Think of all the people. We do know people that were married young, but I think the people that that actually got married later in life far outnumber in our generation the number of people that are married young. Well- um, so I think that's it's, it might be on the decline because of we were part like I, I was part of a generation of you know, I, I, my family was divorced and that informed my the way I behave towards women and the way I approach relationships. Well, well I heard just, that's a it's a good point. I heard uh, something about that, too, on uh, CBC. We should cue the, the music where <laughs> man, we need to get some money for all this CBC. advertising. At least I'm stating. At least I'm sourcing a, uh, a, a giving you my sources. <laughs> I'm not just pulling it out of thin air. So, anyways, on CBC, I heard some. They had some bid on one of their shows, and they were again were talking about exactly what you said about the decline of divorce. And the reason was uh, this one uh, was talking about, it, and this is going back a little bit further into maybe like 40s and 50s and things like that, and saying there was a time where we had really specific gender roles, right? So women took care of the home, could cook, clean, raise children, and a man went out and earned money. And, it, and that there wasn't a lot of crossover. So if you were a woman, you were like, I don't have a lot of ways to make money. And if you were a man, you're like, I can't feed myself or clothe myself. I need money. <laughs> and that was literally what it was. It, it was it, it's funny, but it was it was actually kind of that's how society was structured, right? It was like you're a man, you're like, I need a woman to help take care of me. A woman's like, I need a man to help take care of me. And then you get together and you form a marriage and it's like a business relationship. You you each have to uphold your end of the bargain. Or a slavery, slavery and people, relationship. Well, and people were more locked into it because they didn't – they had less ability to function outside of the marriage because they relied on the other person for – they may have had very unhappy marriages uh, and apparently those were like very high. But then they were saying the reason why – this is – they were saying uh, – another friend of mine told me it was because – Pornography was on the rise. That's why divorce rates are down because men are watching pornography. But I found this a much more compelling argument, which was saying that basically what you said, Bo, was that as people are waiting longer, they're not getting married because they're looking for someone to cook and clean for them. Like most men can take care of themselves more or less, Crofton excluded. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and and of course, women can earn a living, can make a lot of money, and all that kind of and all that kind of stuff. We don't need that other person. I'm just pulling like obviously, Crofton could take care of himself. <laughs> so the so the point is, we're we're all autonomous individuals who are fully well rounded. Yeah. So instead of marrying someone to to fill that gap, we're now marrying people uh, because we like them. Yeah, I want to. I want to <laughs> date somebody awesome. Person. I want to date somebody who challenges me and is interesting and 
And yeah, you, like you I like them. You, I've you never been with someone who's ever done my laundry. In fact, I'm usually the one doing all the cooking. That's another subject. Anyways, but I'm always looking for somebody who's interests me, who provokes me, who you know. And I think that's true of both of you as well. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that that's a good point. I definitely notice a trend. I think that when they look back at this period in time, they're going to see people who are getting married later in life and are taking it more seriously, at least around here. And the people that I, that I know, I, I find that to be true. Uh, but getting back to the d- divorce, I find that um, where, where I'm, I'm sort of, uh, torn is I recognize the benefits of getting out of toxic situations. I recognize how it can serve as a mulligan, a do-over, if you will, <laughs> like from from a uh, fr- from a, a bad choice that you've made or a trap that you are in. Uh, but at the same time, I also see it as the prevalence of divorce sort of watering down uh, the importance and, and worth of uh, uh, and worth of marriage. And and it makes like, you know, I I talked near the beginning about people who don't value marriage at all. And I, you know, got married after being with the same woman like we, we got together when we were both 19 and we got married I think we were 30. Um, so I, there's a fairly big gap there in terms of, in terms of time. And it's, it's because we, t- we t- I definitely did take it seriously. And I grew up in a province in which uh, marriage in common law uh, was, was much, more, uh, much more common, marriage much less common. So I, I, feel, I feel torn on this one just because I've, I, I, I see the merit of divorce as a tool, but I also see the negative impact that it's, it, it, it's having less to my friends and less to the local area around me. But like Mike and I were talking about celebrity culture and in the States, like people, people are getting married to get divorced. A lot of, a lot of them are. So, uh, well, I mean, I don't like that. Marriage is a popular product. Have you ever seen that show – what is it like four weddings like it's on TLC or something and there's a competition and these four brides they each you know they they each go to each other's wedding and they score each other's wedding and through some complex mathematical formula the scoring is determined and one of them is the winner and gets an awesome honeymoon and it's, yeah, it's, so yeah it's, it's like some of, some of the weddings are so bad Way like one your... of them took place at a racetrack and had like the worst like just there's no decor and there's it was just like the most sloppiest thing like it's kind of a train wreck but the point is that that i'm making is that there it is a consumer product marriage is and to be fair a lot of women just like that kind of stuff and i don't think that's a bad thing i think if you're into like weddings are supposed to be celebrations of happiness all your friends and family are there um it's supposed to be a good time and you're making a very um a very poignant commitment like you're doing something really uh, it's a big life event for someone and so i think the idea that we we be into these things isn't so strange um but it's just it is consumerized and i think um as my mom's pointing out in the chat room is that i think a lot of people uh rush into uh getting married you know because of these fun things without the sort of genuine uh reasoning behind it like you know uh and so the, the consumerization of the of this is really what causes us you know, to spend a lot of money on it too, which we don't need to do. No, we 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 don't. But that's, mar- that's, yeah, that's marriage. Yeah, that's marriage. And, and maybe I'm 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 off topic a little bit, but 
I think ultimately... Well, I um, think you're saying getting married for the wrong reasons maybe leads to divorce, rush yeah. into it, not giving... Could, yeah, thought. yeah. And I think it's good to have that option. Uh, yeah, I kind of got sidetracked a little bit, but... Well, I feel it's like... Hard, yeah, I was, it's hard I was, not to talk about one without talking about the it other. Is. Yeah, because yeah. I was... I was going to point out, I'm like, Bo, you were at both Crofton's wedding and my wedding. And awesome both weddings. those weddings were outdoor weddings, f- relatively simple. Both our wives were not like bridezillas who were going crazy because it was just about, <laughs> you know, we and they were great weddings. Yeah, they were no, great but you guys are both I would score your wedding highly, Michael. Oh, thank you. Same to yours. It was a lovely setting. Uh, <laughs> you, might, you might win the honeymoon. I, it, looks like, it looks like I'm the kingmaker, but I'm going to refrain kingmaker. from uh, But, okay, well, here I have a question because um, – so, but everyone, everyone has a sort of uh, breaking point, or or like a, you know, there's 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 something. If you're in a relationship, it's it's like a it's it's like well, it's a it's a relationship, and there's something that's a deal breaker, right? Everyone has deal breakers, and I feel like, you know, at some, a certain point, that's what uh, divorce is for. Like, I don't plan to divorce uh, my wife, but if but I have deal breakers. Like, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they would be. I'd have to think in the extreme realm of fantasy. But if she came home and she's like, oh, I got a new job as a uh, pornography actress and I had to have sex with 20 guys today, I'd be like, I didn't sign up for that. You know, that's an extreme example, obviously. But there comes a point where there's something in marriage where you're like, I didn't sign up for this. And someone has has given you a kind of deal breaker where you're like, this has now gone beyond what, what, what were the parameters of the relationship we had. And there was maybe no discussion about it. Um, and you didn't arrive there on your own, and then maybe the option is divorce. But would you guys have deal breakers? Are there things that would that's, that's an interesting topic f- to bring up the idea of deal breakers. It's funny because the, this, we, both Croft and I were laughing about, oh, I become a porn star now. I have sex with twenty guys, and it's like, I think if you would know this about that person before getting married, like even if it was just well, I want to well, yeah, be a porn it was an star. Extreme example, yeah, forget the joke, example. but. Forget the joke, but like, because th- the point I want to make is that like th- things deal breakers become like ultimatumy and become manipulation points in a way. Like, like I'm trying to, I'm not in a relationship right now, but one of the things that I'm I'm trying to work on is just, you know, in my next relationship and maybe even in my, it's like letting people be who they are and you're loving them for them. So I think if you fall in love with someone, and they really want to be a porn star. Maybe it is a deal breaker, but I don't think you just jump to divorce as soon as there's a deal breaker, right? I think I think you would do that because the love was not there. Maybe if someone's going to be a porn, a porn actress, your wife was, it'd be because you didn't feel respected in some way. You know, like, I think it would have to be deeper for me than just saying, oh, you did X, like you cheated on me. That's like the worst fear in a lot of relationships, you, you know. You cheated on me? Well, we're getting a divorce. Where maybe you need to understand that, you know, you guys have to have a little spice in your own sexual relationship or you guys both go out and have your own partners. We know someone who they in a casual long-term relationship where they go, you know, out of bounds. Um, you know, so I think I think that knee-jerk reaction is there. That's my answer. Crofton, do you have a deal breaker? Uh Deal, I'm sure I do. Everybody does. It might be like a little every, too personal it, a question. If you think no, but everybody it. does. Everybody does. And Mike's Mike was funny because like I know that uh, I know that he's very open minded, so he had to try and come up with the most ridiculous scenario that he could possibly <laughs> come up with. But but at the, at the same point, everybody has everybody has a deal has a deal breaker, and you both made uh, good points. The one I want to touch on that Bo was sort of get get going to, to uh, is I. And, and Mike, when he talked about how people are, are getting to know each other uh, and getting married later and taking it seriously, 
Um, I think that's that's the crux here because Bo said, um, you know, you shouldn't buy, you shouldn't be surprised by these things. Like you shouldn't be, like you shouldn't be married to someone who then comes home and is like, hey, honey, I just decided today that I was going to be a porn actress and deep throw twenty guys, uh, <laughs> twenty guys. I I thought. And I didn't feel like running it by you, so I deep-throated them and then I came home, you know? And now we're going to talk about it. I, I I think that you would know your significant other, your wife or wh- whomever, um, it, well enough, you should anyways, that, that that situation should not occur. Or if it does occur, you should be able to say, hey, I saw that coming. But when, when you when – you, when you see like the news uh, and somebody's a serial killer and they're interviewing the neighbors and they're like, "Hey, uh, did did you see anything uh, weird about that guy?" and they'd be like, "No, man, he was just he was just such the nicest neighbor. I had never expected this." Um, that that makes sense because you are the neighbor. Well, uh, and, and no, yeah. wait, wait, wait. You have a you have a superficial relationship with that person. You know, you don't know them. You don't really know them unless, like, you're really good friends, which you could be with your neighbor. But, um, but when you're in a marriage or a relationship, you you should know the person yeah. before yeah. you sign up because then those deal breaker uh, scenarios shouldn't catch you by surprise. Yeah, I just want to say though that. I agree with what you're saying, that you should know your partner, and some of these things shouldn't throw you by surprise. But spouses have been known to lead secret lives as well, right? I mean, that does happen. Where, yeah, you know, a, like like the the husband who has another family in another state. Oops, but you know, again, like, that happens. Yeah, uh, absolutely, that happens. But I firmly believe that that happens due to uh, not understanding each other or not being aware of each other I or like. I don't. I, I don't think somebody gets fooled to that extent without fooling themselves. No, pe- people do because there are other. Pe- there are people who are, are manipulative and who are self-serving and who are maybe sociopathic and who are doing these just types of things. Good liars. My, my roommate was just telling me the other day, and I had not heard of this, but she swore it was the truth uh, about um, um, people who about uh, spies oh yeah she was okay it started coming it came up because someone was talking about uh the anti-activist mo- movement and someone was like oh yeah there's uh someone found it was like a word of mouth thing where it was like oh yeah this girl was dating a guy who was with CSIS, that's a spy agency in canada and she didn't know and they had a child together and then my room and, and someone said this my roommate was like oh yeah like there are tons of spy babies from like the cold war era because people would like infiltrate and they would marry someone who would never know this thing about the other person? I was I was kind of shocked by that. That's probably a deal breaker there. You <laughs> like <laughs> espionage, and you got to have your spy baby. Uh, but I think some people legitimately are kind of manipulative, self-serving, and they're happy to say have a partner at home who does those domestic things with them, and then on the side they're you know doing all kinds of other things. And and people are like, yeah, I never I never realized. Don't rem- remember the great. Uh, Matthew Broderick movie. So I married an axe murderer. Was <laughs> that a Mike Myers yeah, movie? I think Mike Myers. Oh, Mike that. Myers. Damn it. No, was, it's I still didn't. a good delivery, man. I, 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 <laughs> we'll say Matt, Matthew Broderick was. Maybe in I it. just like Matthew yeah, Broderick. I, and that's why the divorce. That's why the institution of divorce is essentially there. I mean, you married an asshole. Like whether you're it's the woman or the man, you can. It's your civil right to detach yourself from it. So, yeah, um, are you guys ready to get into verdicts on the subject of divorce? Let's do it. Divorce is bullshit. Whoa. 
surprise. You know why it's bullshit? It's bu- like I think you know we that, talked a lot. That, of- uh, just for the record, I have to say that surprised me. Wow, that, that you uh-huh. said that because everything you've said so far seems to. I had you saying divorce was good, but keep going, keep going. Well, let's find out why. Let's let him. Let's let him. Yeah. Well, I think that it basically comes down to with the conversation you guys we were just having about about something like, like to me it's like you're getting divorced. It's probably because you shouldn't have got married. Like that's probably what it comes down to. The the the, the decision to get married was probably the wrong decision, and now now you're getting divorced because of that so that's that's bullshit like if you got married to someone who legitimately you were in a good solid relationship and want to spend your life with them probably you could work it out like probably you could have that conversation you could come to a new level in your relationship if you had if you had really thought that so i I don't know. What I if mean, it was a communist spy that you wait, married? That I said you, everyone's got their deal breakers. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying okay. divorce is a bad. Right, evil. Sorry. I just think it's kind of. I'm, inter- I'm being rude and interrupting. You should I, divorce I think, me. Because I, That's I a think deal to breaker. a certain extent, if you're going to marry someone, you have. I feel like you have to be prepared to have uh, faith in that person. Uh, and if you don't, I mean, maybe you've been fooled. I just said there was all these, you know, people out here who were dishonest. So you could be fooled. Uh, but, but yeah. So I don't know. That's that's what I'm going with. Bullshit. <laughs> I'll go next. I'll, honestly, um, I I thought that I was going to be arguing with you two when this was over and all our verdicts were on the table, but clearly not because I think a divorce is bullshit as well. Uh, and for many of the same reasons, honestly, Mike did. It's not a bad thing. It's not like you know. It it it's uh, it's providing both parties with with a way out. There's there's um, rules and regulations surrounding it. Uh, the financial division of assets. Look, it's a messy business. It's an often an ugly business. Divorces are. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that can get hurt. It's, it's nice that that tool is available, that, that it's like, you know, the cord that you pull that ejects your seat or whatever. And I'm glad that it's there. Um, but at the same point, I don't, I don't think it, I, I would never use the word good in divorce. It just, it's, I, I it's never a situation that you want to hear about. It's either fixing a mistake. It's either a sad change in, 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 in direction, life directions and stuff like that. Um, you're never, I'm, I never go to a wedding where I'm hoping that I'm like, geez, I really hope these two get divorced. That would be sweet. You know? <laughs> um, uh, so for for all those reasons, I've got to say I got to say that divorce uh, divorce is bullshit. Again, though, not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Just saying it's bullshit. Hmm. I'm surprised that it's both bullshit here. You guys both said organized labor was good, and yet divorce is bullshit. Um, That's because organized labor is good. And so divorce and divorce is bullshit. Is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so so divorce affects me personally. I think in a deep way, in the sense that. Uh, the five of us, it was a big life event for all of us. And I think in each our own way, we've remained affected by it. You know, there's still a lot of love between all of us, but uh, a lot of disappointment as well. Um, and I think it's, I was tempted to say bullshit as well through the podcast episode based on my emotional experience of, of what I went through. Uh, but I do understand, and you know, my father wasn't abusive. There was no kind of extreme situation here. My parents married young. 
And I think they were, you know, different people that needed to go on different paths. Sometimes people just need to go on different paths. And that's the sad truth of it. And trying to stay in a relationship, even though destiny is not calling for you to do that, is a very difficult thing to reconcile. And my mother in the chat room was commenting while you were speaking, Mike, and she says it's not always uh, that easy. It, she's tried for many years. And I think guilt plays a big part of it, especially when you have kids. You kind of say... I'm going to, you know, we have kids. I'm going to stay here. I'm not a good enough person. Why do I want to get divorced? Maybe, you know, there's a lot of inner dialogue and self-esteem issues that come along with when you're the person that's going to break someone else's heart and potentially, you know, just affect everyone's lives in such a negative way. Uh, that being said, I, you know, I'm, I think, I, I remember, I, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm quite a feminist or not, but I like this. I like I like that women have the option of getting out of asshole relationships with men. I just like that idea. And it can work the other way, too. But I think your point was well uh, made early in the episode where you said this is kind of a thing for women. So I'm going to say that actually divorce is a good thing. And uh, we should do it if the time is right. And I, I find it hard for me to say it's good because I hated my parents' divorce. Yeah, and I would, I would just like to say to your mom who, who who's listening, I, I did not mean it is a, is a judgment. I think you got to take life what what comes and 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 you know take take it as it comes. But I, my overarching point, I, ho- I hope she still she still got. Or and I understand it's different for everyone. I, I'm with you both in that it can feel like bullshit big time. There's a lot of emotion. Well, and and, and like I think Crofton summed it up well that it's it's a good tool. Yeah. Uh, and, and when it it's did. there, it's 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 great. But as, uh, on a whole, I, I I do feel like yeah, no bullshit. Yeah, Crofton did sum it up well. I I do, <laughs> I, I do <laughs> divorce Crofton. I do feel though, like that. Honestly, we are like this is one of those few times where we're offering two different ratings, but really we're all saying similar things. We are. Like, we yeah. Are. Yeah. yeah. It, it is like uh, in it's the end. It, it, it's like if a video game was rated 7 out of 10 and then yeah. somebody was rating it at 7.5 out of 10. You know, you can argue about that 0.5, but really, yeah, it's a I good game. Know. Basically, <laughs> none of us are but pro. Really, you should go outside and do something with your life. <laughs> <laughs> none of us are pro divorce by murder, and that's probably an overall good thing, right? That's right. 8 out of 10. Mike didn't say anything there. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm going to call Andrea and let her know. That was an awesome episode, guys. I really enjoyed that. Listeners, if you want to email us and give us your comments about divorce or any of the other subjects that we've discussed on the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. If you want to subscribe to the show or find out more about the podcast, you can visit our website, goodbadbull.com. There we have links to iTunes, Stitcher, and RSS uh, feed for your regular old podcatcher uh, device uh so visit that site uh, that's goodbadbull.com and subscribe uh all right guys i think that pretty much wraps it up if our listeners want to find out more about you crofton where can they find you they better not divorce themselves from my twitter feed at crofton steers <laughs> how, how long have you had that prepped <laughs> that was that delivery was so good uh, Good job. And Mike, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me in my home compiling a list of marriage deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to kind of explore the depths there. Man, Mike, you get up to such awesome things in life. I envy no you. No killing They're homes. all at my home in my basement. Yeah. All right. You can find me on Twitter. Oh, my God. My head hurts from laughing. You have a laugh headache. You should be like... 
It could also it be, be a special Tylen- Tylenol laugh headache edition. Yeah, that's true. I, it's probably a good idea for me to take some Tylenol right now. Or maybe go smoke seven cigarettes. No, not a good idea. I hope you guys Five don't get cigarettes? divorced. You guys, I think you guys, I really like your partners and I really like your marriages. So I really do hope things work out. And I hope they work out. <laughs> Just wanted to give you good wishes. And I hope they work out for me too. All right. Bye, guys. on the live stream yeah we are all right people in the live stream thank you for watching um I bye think live gonna... stream people yeah see you thank later thank you for watching live streamers yeah. <laughs> my mom and i think also uh i think also <laughs> dallas is on the live stream as well uh so <laughs> That was me fading up the music, live style. That was very helpful. I was wondering why I was having to talk so loud, and it didn't occur to me until like 20 seconds. And you guys are like filling my ear holes with your shit. <laughs> oh, crap. Are we off live stream? No, we're not. I'm so busy being distracted by you nincompoops. There's like one button you, you need to press. X button? X? Just like this. <laughs>